This episode of Your Catholic Life is brought to you by Iowa Catholic Radio, connecting listeners with Christ, iowacatholicradio.com, and everywhere you are on the free Iowa Catholic Radio app. Welcome in, everyone, to Your Catholic Life, a podcast for Catholics by Catholics, helping you grow in your faith. I'm John Leonetti, your host. Sledding. No, I'm not talking about the hill in Grandma's backyard. I'm talking about sledding at 90-plus miles per hour, also known as Olympic bobsledding. You ain't going to find me doing it. But my guest today, he sure did. The most successful bobsledding push athlete in history, Olympic gold medalist Kurt Thomas Savage, shares his story and how his Catholic faith was with him throughout it all. Yeah, even in the crashes. Get a load of that story. Here it is, my conversation with Kurt Thomas Savage. Hi, Kurt. Morning. Tell me something, man. Who wakes up and says, I want to go down a mountain at 90 plus miles an hour with very little protection and this little tiny sled thing? When do you say, I'm doing that? Yeah, um, it's a pretty rare story, honestly, and I I get it. I didn't grow up wanting to bobsled. I grew up in a small town in kind of central Nebraska and uh, you know, sledding wasn't, uh, wasn't more than about a two second ride in some of the biggest hills here. Mm. Um, but I came into to Bob said after I was done playing football at Nebraska and, uh, wasn't going to the NFL. So I was kind of looking for another sport to do. And I met a, a girl that ran track at Nebraska and she was recruited to be on the women's national bobsled team and kind of heard her story and thought, well, maybe I'll give this a shot. And, uh, that was about September of 2004. So Joined the team then, well, through a tryout process, but was able to make the team then and qualify for the 2006, 10, and 14 Olympics. Do you, do you remember the first time going down about 90 miles an hour? Like the first time that yeah, happened? Yeah. What was that like? Absolutely. How many rosaries uh, yeah, were you so, saying? <laughs> yeah, well, uh, my first trial was up in Calgary, Canada. Um, That's where the, the U.S. team was training at that time. And so, uh, you know, all the, the veteran athletes were telling me, you know, what it's like to go down in the sled the first time and telling me horror stories, of course, you know. And, <laughs> what could happen and that sort of thing. And, uh, and, you know, even though they described it as a pretty horrific experience, I think it was, they, they sold it short. It was, uh, pretty rough, um, loud, crazy, but yeah, you're right. And, you know, saying, we always joke that there's two things you can do in the back of a sled. You can either be swearing or praying. And, uh, (laughs) that's about it. But, um, yeah, it's a pretty crazy adventure. I mean, you found out you're pretty good at it. Gold medalist in 2010, uh, yeah, I was able to, to join the team at the right time. I hooked up with a great pilot, um, one of the greatest drivers in the world, Steve Holcomb, and he was my, my driver my entire 10-year career. Uh, we had great equipment, started to be developed for the U.S. team about that time, too, through the, the Bodine Sled Project, and um, yeah, a lot of things fell into place, and yeah, we were able to win a gold medal 2010, and uh, now a silver medal 2014. What's each person doing? So the the front guy is the pilot, you said. He's steering. A, a simple way to describe it, then you could get more technical. Yeah. But in general, yes, the, the driver's the, the guy in front, um, and then in two-man or four-man, uh, the brakeman is the guy in the back. Okay. And then, of course, in four-man, we have number two on the left side, number three on the right side. And everybody pushes, even the driver pushes for a few steps. And then, uh, yeah, everybody hops in as quick as, quickly as we can, and uh, 99% of the job of the push athletes in is over. So you're the guy that's taking off. You're the guy that's getting the big jump, right? 
Yeah, yeah, I was brakeman for, like I said, 10 years, so I was in the back of the sled, and uh, yeah. I mean, I'd be putting on the brakes every time. When do you know to put on the brakes, (laughs) and when do you know not to? Well, honestly, uh, pulling the brakes is only done after the finish line. So huh. it sounds like a more glamorous job than it is. We don't don't do anything until we cross the finish line. So you're just there for the ride once you push, once you get that big once you get that big step. Yeah. I think one of the misconceptions is that we, you know, do a lot of leaning and help the the sled kind of drive down the track, but we don't. We just kinda of go with the curves. They're like mm. the passenger of a motorcycle. You don't want them you know, doing all the controlling, you want to just kind of go with the curve. So that's kind of what we do. And you're competing against the greatest athletes in the world. It's the Olympics, right? I mean, and, and there you are. You're, you're There's got to be so much adrenaline going during this time. And you finally did it. You finally win that gold medal, which is, you know, got to be one of the greatest accomplishments of your life. Yeah. I don't know if I could, could argue with that exactly. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're right on the, the money there. It's, uh, it was, you know, pretty intimidating my first couple of years getting to travel the world and compete for the United States and see, you know, yeah, some of the best athletes on the planet, uh, you know, right next to me doing exactly what I was doing. But, um, yeah, things fell into place in February 2010, and it was pretty awesome. With all that being said, though, with everything that you've accomplished in, in United States Olympic gold medal athlete, Kurt Thomas Savage, you still say there's something more important, more profound, and that's your Catholic faith. What, did you always have your faith? Was it something that you converted into? How did that work? Yeah, I, I grew up Catholic um, in a small community. Again, my hometown, Shelby, Nebraska, was about 700 people. And it's one of those communities where, you know, you can tell which settlers <laughs> settled along their, their trip west because, you know, most of the town, I would say, is Catholic. And, uh, you know, I just kind of grew up. That was our, our way of life. It was a public high school, but, you know, still most of my classmates were, were Catholic. Hmm. And so, yeah, it was a big part of my life growing up. And then when I got into sports and athletics, I, I kept that as part of my routine, part of my preparation, um, you know, prayers before the races, you know, honestly, prayers during our race while we're going down the track as well, um, you know, and then being thankful for, for performance afterwards, too. I'd, I'd say it was a huge part of all athletics that I've ever done. Did you find faith in the Olympics with, with different athletes, or is it something you were kind of an anomaly of? Um, it, it's a little different, I guess. At that level, um, in many ways, what we did was our job, and so, you know, they're kind of my coworkers mm-hmm. at sometimes, uh, sure. my, my teammates. And we're from all parts of the country, too. And so, you know, I had more in common probably with my football teammates in college because we were from mostly from Nebraska in the Midwest. You know, and you can find closer connections there. Got to the bobsled team, and, you know, it's a little different. But, yeah, um, you know, there's uh, athletes from, you know, Italy and and Germany and, you know, some other uh, countries that, you know, they may have a, a deeper Catholic history. Um, sometimes it's pretty cool to be able to go and we all, we saw the shroud of Turin, hmm. uh, when we were competing in Italy and got to see some of the Catholic history too, um, through my sport, yeah. uh, you know, on the, on the world cup circuit. So that was pretty awesome too. That had to be awesome. Um, you talk about the crashing and how your faith kind of ties into this, how, you know, crashing, it, it gives you kind of perspective in your approach to the sport, but also faith. Yeah, uh, my first, well, I was probably in about two dozen bobsled crashes in my, my 10 years, which wow. is honestly a pretty small number uh, for a 10-year career. But my first crash was in Lake Placid, New York, and I think we crashed in about curve six, five or six of 20 curves. And when you crash, you're still going to get to the bottom of the hill. You know, now you're just upside down. Oh and goodness. so sometimes it lasts 20, 30, 40 seconds. 
And so during my first crash, I remember, and I guess I'm more proud of this now than, than anything, but my instant reaction was to start saying Hail Marys. And so as we're sliding upside down on my head, I think I got through about three and a half Hail Marys before the finally came to a stop. But, uh, um, that was my reaction. And it kind of hit me after that, that this is obviously a pretty dangerous sport. And it was kind of my, my wake up that, you know, if I'm going to do this full time, then you know, my, my faith has to be a part of my routine. And, and so I started to, you know, I keep perspective, I guess, every time I went down the track about how dangerous it was. And then, yeah, I would keep prayer as part of my warm up routine and part of my preparation. Where are you getting that thrill now that you're retired? <laughs> it's hard to, to fulfill that. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, my body's got a little beat up after yeah, 10 years of football and 10 years of, uh, of, of bobsledding, bobsled training anyway. So can't really do too much athletically, at least not at that level. So I'm in a, a local trivia league at the local sports bar here. And that's, that's about the only competition I do anymore. That's unbelievable. I mean, you know, <laughs> you, are you working? Uh, yeah, I teach engineering now at the university of Nebraska. I got my PhD in biological engineering uh, a couple years ago. So, um, yeah, that's my full-time job now. What have you not done, man? PhD in biological <laughs> engineering. You got Olympic gold medal. Uh, it's just, it's awesome, man. And, and of course, you're still an example for many people uh, in in your Catholic faith. I know you're still practicing and you still love it. Now you're going out and talking about it. And the overlap there of bobsledding and Catholicism, Kurt Thomas Savage. You got a website, man? Um, I don't have a website. I, uh, I mean, I still go through a couple speakers bureaus, and one of those is catholicspeakers.com mm-hmm. and so and people so they can, can bring uh, you out for an event yeah. maybe even if they're planning for lent it'd be kind of fun to, to bring a gold medalist out uh to give a, a talk and i know you're doing that all around the country um so just go to catholicspeakers.com put in kurt and you'll once you put in c-u-r-t uh his name will come up kurt thomas savage kurt man it's a joy to have you on thanks so much for doing this yeah my pleasure great to talk to you so there you have it friends i don't know about you I'm nervous enough just getting on a Ferris wheel, let alone what Kurt did. But you could hear in Kurt that constant, consistent faith. Nothing flashy, but the faith that was with him throughout his entire time, throughout his entire career, and it's never gone away. Interesting to jump into that world today, friends. Big thanks to Olympic gold medal athlete Kurt Thomas Savage, my guest today. Friends, make sure to share this and other episodes of Your Catholic Life on Facebook and Twitter. Inviting your friends to take part in the show, visit our website at yourcatholiclifepodcast.com as well. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm John Leonetti signing off here on Your Catholic Life. Remember, the only way to happiness is by holiness. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today.